Thank you for tuning in to a very special edition of Face for Radio. This particular section is about the History Channel's Viking television series, brought to you by our own Lady Viking. Music accompaniment is Pandemonian with their song Dangerous Beauty. We hope you enjoy. subject kind of falls what I, under what I would call history. <laughs> uh, I'm, I want to talk to you guys about the show Vikings. And, um, and while it is a History Channel produced show and you always have to take anything that the History Channel does with a grain of salt. because aliens. aliens. Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, this, I love that guy with the big hair. Yeah. <laughs> he's pretty funny. Um, this show... Uh, uh, when it first uh, came out, I was very, very weary. I was not certain whether or not they would get this right. And as someone who knows a lot about Viking history and mythology, I was, I was a little concerned. However, on the first episode of the show, uh, it's basically a very small battle scene with our two, two of our main characters, Ragnar Lodbrok and Rollo. And, uh, Ragnar, after fighting this battle, looks out on the battlefield and sees Odin choose the slain. And then he watches the Valkyries come out of the sky and take the Chosen up to Valhalla for Odin. And as soon as I saw that scene, I was like, oh my god, I'm in. Now she's like, allow me to sing you the song of my people. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So um, so this this particular series focuses on Ragnar and Rollo. Now, Ragnar Lodbrok is a legendary figure. We don't really know if he actually existed, although, you know, they say that he had invaded a lot of areas in England and France and whatnot. Um, but there's no actual proof that he exists. Uh, but uh, the character of Rolo, who in this series plays his brother, in real life may or may not have been his brother. Like I said, he's a legendary figure. Rolo, on the other hand, is a very real figure. That's my favorite candy, by the way. Oh, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they named it after him. Um, but he was the, f- the first Duke of Normandy. He founded Normandy, and his descendant his three times great grandson william the conqueror conquered england in 1066 as Mm. some of us may know um and uh a a very exciting thing right now they have taken the remains of one of rollo's descendants and are doing dna testing on him and i can't wait to find out more about that um so the show really centers around these two figures and the first season is basically about Ragnar wanting to sail to the west. And his friend Floki builds one of the great Viking ships. And, um, and they have to convince their chieftain, uh, played by uh, Gabriel Byrne, in the first season that, that there is actually land and wealth to the west that they can actually get to. And, uh, and they do. And when they sail west, well, guess what's the first place that they find? A monastery. Oh, I was gonna say America, but <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> they America. they get to Ireland, 
And it's very much a, an homage to uh, an actual historical event in 793 when the Vikings invaded Lindisfjarn, Ireland, and invade and attacked a monastery there. I just got a vision of a bunch of long ships sailing out of a fjord while the Bonanza theme is playing. Dum da da dum da da dum da da dum da da dum 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 da da dum da da dum da da dum dum da da dum dum dum. Fucking hop. Oh, that would that would be something. We should make we should make a Viking movie. <laughs> Whoa, like the Vikings wait, meet Blazing wait, Saddles. Wait, wait. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, they they made that movie. It's called Eric the Red. I said there's a nigger right. coming. <laughs> What's that? I said there's a nigger coming. Like a, oh. black, a black Viking. <laughs> there there weren't any of those i could tell you um so anyways uh so they get to the west they find out yeah there's wealth there there's also these monks that we could take as slaves woohoo and they come back and the chieftain is not very happy are there hot monks to be enslaved? Uh, well, no. Actually, yeah. Well, well, one of the monks. <laughs> if become... you're into that whole bald pate sort of thing, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, all, I'm all about that brown. Reminds me of that that fake uh, trailer in uh, Tropic Thunder where where um, Robert Downey Jr. and 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 uh, dude used to play Spider Man are monks, and it's it's called Satan's oh, Abbey. God. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, that shit was really bad. <laughs> The gay homage. Oh, that's probably one of the so best things good. Robert Downey Jr. has ever done. Yeah, and in the, my opinion, the music that they used for that was great. Um, so, so yeah, one of the monks uh, comes back with Ragnar and actually becomes a character on the show Athelstan, and his character kind of takes on uh, this this spiritual aspect of what's going on with the time with people being uh, converted to Christianity. And he's a Christian that goes into pagan land and actually kind of adopts paganism for a while on the show. So he has a very interesting dynamic with all of the characters. Uh, there's even a scene where Ragnar and Lagertha try to convince him to have sex with him. Um, oh. But of course he doesn't go for it. He's Wait. like, I'm, I'm being tempted. <laughs> um, so, so Ragnar at this point in the show in the first season, he's basically a free farmer. When he comes back, he's a wealthy man. And he has the respect of the people. And his wife, Lagertha, is a shield maiden. So she goes with him on all these adventures. And she's a fighter. She could kick ass. And I absolutely love that about her character. Um, at the end of season one, uh, like I said, the chieftain isn't happy. So Ragnar and the chieftain end up fighting. And Ragnar kills him and becomes the chieftain of Kattegat, where they Spoilers. live. Spoilers. Yeah, well, I, this is going to be spoiled. It's three seasons in, Matt. This is this is a super fast recap. It's a super fast <laughs> recap. Um, so in the second season, Rolo and Ragnar are at odds, and they're fighting each other, and a lot of allegiances are changing hands, especially now that Ragnar has moved up so far as to become chieftain. Rolo's a little bit peanut butter and jealous, and and doesn't want his brother to have all the spoils, right? Um, so they're fighting in, in season two and, uh, in season two, Ragnar sails West again and makes it into England and, um, meets a couple of Kings out there. Uh, King Ayla, who plays a very pivotal role, uh, in Ragnar's death, uh, which has not happened yet on the show. Spoiler alert. And, uh, and another King, uh, that's out there in Wessex. Um, so they forge alliances with the King in Wessex and they settle some lands out there. Um, and then in the third season, uh, with the help of their monk friend who has traveled the world, 
they find out that there's there's another place they can go with riches, and that's Paris. Hey. Shit, I thought you were say America. No. <laughs> not America. See, this is this is like 200 dun, years dun, 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 before dun, 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 that. <laughs> so the third season is all about the invasion of Paris and what the Vikings have to do to actually get over these massive stone walls. So they're they're basically killing Gauls left and right. Uh well, they weren't they were they weren't really Gaulish at this point oh, okay. in history. Okay. Um so uh so Floki the shipbuilder builds these these huge stairs that are floating on water and they and they use them to float up the Seine oh, wow. and come up to the walls and start fucking climbing over and invading oh, and invading. Oh my god, that sounds amazing. It is. It's actually one of the coolest things I've ever seen and, uh, television do. By the sound of it, it's it's fairly historically accurate. It's it's fairly okay. Fairly they take some creative liberties. Oh, they take a lot of creative okay. liberties with this okay. show, especially when we're talking about characters that are only legends, okay. um, with the exception of Rolo. So at the end of the third season, Rolo forms an alliance with the King of France, and the King of France gives him his daughter Gislog okay. to marry. <clears throat> And that is how Rolo becomes the first Duke of Normandy. Okay, I was going to say no proper alliances are made without some kind of marriage. Yeah, not during not during this time. And what's funny is is I was watching the recap that you sent us uh, that you put in the show that you put in the in the show notes, and we'll put that up on the website. Uh, the watching the show and it very much tonally reminds me, obviously, of Game of Thrones. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, it's, I think, I mean, obviously Game of Thrones is a fictitious show, but it's kind of set around the same Game of Thrones is based on historical, in many respects is based on like an actual historical period of time. I know Martin said himself, he based the war of the five Kings off the war of the roses. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the precise year that was, but I think it's kind of the same Much further along in history. Was is it, is the it later? War of the roses. Yeah. Much okay, later. So this is earlier than that. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, uh, Rollo's descendant, William the Conqueror, basically paved the way for the Plantagenets. Right, right. Yeah, this, yeah, that's right. The 1066 and the War of the Roses was what the 12th century, 12th or 13th century. 12th or 13th, yeah, and so a couple hundred years later, Rollo was in the 900s. Mm-hmm. So we're talking way before that, and um, and once Rollo becomes the basically the Duke of Normandy, he immediately betrays his brother. And um, actually attacks a Viking village in France for the king of England and kills his own people to satisfy his new king. Now, in the fourth season, which is where we are now, um, Ragnar comes back to Paris, fully ready to fucking invade again. Tons and tons of ships. And we finally see... In this last episode of the fourth season uh, so far, it's at a mid-season breaking point, a naval battle, a Viking naval battle. Nice. Now, it's the most elaborate setup. They basically take three Viking ships and mount them to like a, an... A, a hexagonal shape that's floating in the water. So they have guys standing on top of this hexagonal sort of floating board with the Viking ships tied next to them. 
as they're coming up against the line that Rolo has basically getting ready to throw down and fight his own brother. And uh, guess what happens? Ragnar loses, has to retreat, and Rolo saves the day for the Parisians. So, Viking, can you summarize in your own words, why should people watch this show? Well, like I said, this this kind of falls into his geek history, right? So, so if you like history and and uh, have know anything about the Vikings or the period, it's a really really great show for people to watch. And like I said, take it with a grain of salt. It is not historically accurate, um, and it and it kind of really gives you a a a point of view of, of the influence that the Vikings eventually had on the world. And this sort of charts their beginning of that influence on the world. Um, there is a lot of other very interesting things that happen uh, with the characters spiritually, um, as well as characters taking on certain aspects of the Norse gods. Ragnar is Odin. Rolo is uh, Fenris, the wolf. Uh, Floki, who is one of my favorite characters floki is a character that is devoutly pagan and he will fuck up anybody who tries to influence rollo into christianity he ends up killing the monk that i was telling you guys about so uh floki actually does take on the storyline of loki mm, well i mean hence the correlation in exactly their names it's similar. it's it's so obvious One it's painfully assume, obvious yeah. yeah um but um you know just to see how they how they fought, how they battled, where they came from, how they were so successful, and the ships that they built. It's its really, for me, um, being one descendant of Scandinavian peoples, it's really, really awesome to see. So, um, you know, uh, the show has actually had quite an impact in the geek world. Um, a lot of people are showing up to conventions <coughs> in Viking gear, and not in the SCA sense, but as the characters from Vikings uh, showing up with their shields and their show- swords, going to Dragon Con, having a really, really good time. And um, and there has been this whole new wave of people getting very interested in Viking culture and interested in Viking history uh, as a result of the success of this show. So, um, you know, it's been a lot of fun watching it so far. And um, and yeah, you know, if you guys if you guys like fighting and sword fighting and, and battles and axes to the axes and you know um, all of that kind of stuff, which a lot of geeks do, yes. this is a great show to watch. And and of course, there's it there's some drama, you know, with the ladies and all that stuff to well, watch. I know I love all of that, and I'm gonna I'm gonna roll on your advice, and I think I'm gonna give this show a second chance. It seems like a lot of fun. Um, it seems like another stellar example of treacherous white people in cinema, and I'm all about it. Oh, it's the